Welcome back once again, listeners. And as always, this is Fate Rest. Last time, some things happened, and I'm gonna let the crew take it away. Let us know what happened. So you're gonna make us do the summary, and we're just gonna make up something entirely off the wall? It's like, oh yeah, you'll be got a pet dragon, and also, uh, Zug is now a god, and... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what happened last time. <laughs> I mean, you summed it up perfectly. So why even continue this little bit? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're just going to go with that. <laughs> the, the silence afterwards proves that right there. Was there anything actually like really big and fun that we should probably go over? I don't remember. Uh, playing hopscotch on a chessboard in an abandoned city, I believe, is what. Oh we yeah, and Zyga's like, "Hey, there's a dangerous thing," and then there were some getting readies for combat's time, and then that's where we ended the episode. Well, my thing I did, as soon as I opened up the notes there, it just said, uh, Dizzy tried to get eaten, and it made me chuckle. So that's all. That's My eyes instantly went to that line, so. <laughs> well, I mean, he did try to get eaten. That, that is a thing that happened. He did. I mean, he, did, he was definitely, you know, a little bit, a little bit eaten. Like, you know, kind of like if you have chocolate, you kind of like just, you know, let it melt there a little bit. That's kind of what happened. So weird, weird picture. <laughs> yeah, we're dissolving the goblin. Just, just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit off the, the top. The tip of one of his ears is just, gone. Just the taste. Anyway, um, the last words from the last session were Zug saying, "Guards up! Something inside is coming." And then that's where we closed. So. Oh, so I'd like to say that Yulby <laughs> gets her axe and her shield out and continues on her hopping. <laughs> um, so I was just yeah. gonna, since we're saying how we're getting ready, I would like to put on my armor, please. The armor I of like Agathis armor as well. spell. And mage armor. Ice armor, mage armor. Ah, shield. Said guards up. Armor, armor, is, and shields. This is the guard Let's we got. Do what do you want? <laughs> Everybody is tanking up. <laughs> What's the obese pet dragon? I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and as Zug says these words, and you begin to prepare to. to Make sure you're not caught off guard. All of you get this ominous, eerie feeling. It's the so this feeling you've been around the corruption, you know how the corruption feels. This is worse. This feels like like corruption on steroids. Thanks, and, I hate it. <laughs> 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 and from around the corner steps a single 
halfling girl. She is wearing, and she's she looks relatively young, wearing uh, this billowy white dress, almost like a nightgown. No shoes, but her hair is shimmering four different colors with the tips dyed pitch black. Okay. I wanna, I, I want, Zug wants to suss out if this is a threat or not. I have so many questions. Because terrifying, threatening presence, small halfling child walks out, relatively uh, not threatening in appearance, so... Zug's thinking that this is a threat hiding in the guise of something we would not find threatening. My insight? I think it's insight? Yes, I was just about to say that. My... Insight that motherfucker. Oh, goody. Let's do that. Let's My press biggest question is, you said steps out from around the corner. Which corner? We're walking through a city. How far away is this thing? So, here, I'll describe this a little bit more while Zug does his role. So, as you were walking and you're moving forward, the the city begins to get closer and closer to this obelisk that you saw before. And you come up to this... You're, you're slowly starting to enter an area where there is almost reminiscent of a town square, like a fountain. And from around one of the buildings, this little halfling girl comes. Okay. Um. Some pretty... I'm pretty sure Zug's 10 does not bode well. With a 10, <laughs> you can't tell if this thing is is a threat or if it's if it's watching. All you know is this the source of this ominous feeling that you're all getting is coming from this child. Well, that's easy enough. Um, question number two is way less... Imp- actually, I have two more questions that I'll ask. Question number two is oh, actually yes. still very important. How far away are we when this child steps out? Uh, as a spellcaster, I need like a basic about, distance here. Thank you so much. About 90 feet. And my last question is not at all important to the combat, but you said shimmering with four colors? Can I... What What colors? Uh, give me a perception check. T- color, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 21. Perceive the <laughs> colors. 21. So the four colors that you see this this child's hair are a sparkling white, almost pearlescent in color, a dark, deep emerald green, a brilliant amethyst purple, and a bright, almost like a garnet pink. Like a faded garnet. Rose quartz. That's the one. Rose quartz. I think of the one. The gemstone. And then, of course, the tips of it are this black, like, inky pitch black. No, just doing a thing. I think (laughs) my very first reaction will be to stop moving toward it. 
Yeah. Step one. Step two Fair. is to wait to see if it speaks or moves or does anything. I don't know. If it starts growing giant claws, like, obviously, we're going to intervene, right? Like, what, what's it doing? <laughs> Anyone else uh, doing something? I'd like to get closer. Continuing on my way. Because most things I can do, I need to be within 60 feet of the thing. I. Oh, yeah. Zug would like to also get to within 60 feet, but prepare a spell. Uh, Zug, as you do this, give me a wisdom save. A wisdom save. That bodes well for Zug. It's an 18. Uh, Alright, so, you know, as you start to step forward, you know that voice in your head? Yeah, it's screaming at you not to get closer. Well, Zug would tell the voice that he needs to get within... Not quite 60, so let's stop at... Let's stop at, like, 80, 80, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Okay. And... This, uh... As you all get in a position and are taking up uh, your spots, this this young girl, she's, she looks at each of you in turn. First, Callie. Her her eyes turn this uh, this purplish hue when she looks at Callie. Then Zug, and this almost orangish yellow. And then to Yulby. Who she focuses on, and her eyes are a brilliant yellow. What are three mortals doing in the forbidden lands of Vestus? There's silence following that, and none of her companions are answering. Callie will speak up. She'll just... We're... Following someone. Tracking them. They came here, so we did too. The... When you speak... The corrupted one, the one consumed by chaos. She nods once. He sought the father. Do you seek the father as well? So, would Zug have any s- things to use in this situation? I tell you what, considering all three of your backgrounds, I want you all to give me history checks. Oh yeah, I'm always so good at those. Great job, Callie, that's a ten. Nine. 
Well, Zug got a six, so... <laughs> or sorry, a seven. I can't get a six. Seven. Okay, so the ten, luckily, is high enough. And for this piece of knowledge, when she says the father... You, you pull, it's like this ancient, one of these ancient face story or stories that you've read countless times. And the father what is what they refer to as the one who created all of the immortal races from before the calamity. So it's like a, a god sort of being? Yes. This is like a, more like a proto god. Yeah, that's why I said, that's why I said sort of being. Higher, there. I could give you more, um, but Kelly thinks on this for just a moment, and then shakes her head. No, we we have no business with the father. We only have business with the corrupted one. Um. Well, technically, if the corrupted one is looking for the father, then. That means we're kind of like offhandedly looking for the father, that, but that's not what we're trying to do at all. You'll be kind of spouts twirling your axe just a little bit for fun because your hands need to move a little bit. And this halfling girl, she, she does this little half go. <laughs> uh, I like you. You're very honest. Almost to a fault. You'll be shrugs. I don't know. I could tell a lie. I'm the color blue. <laughs> <laughs> you look down, you're blue. <laughs> She'll chuckle. You do not need to go further, or I should say much further. Uh, the one you seek is up ahead. But first, before I allow anyone past, I must test all who, who arrive. You tested what sort of test? It is the same test for everyone. It is a test of knowledge, or hmm, a test of, I'm almost going to say history. And you tested the corrupted one with this test. I did. The exact same test. Well, what kind of history are we testing here? History of the world... Hmm. I guess history of this world. It is... A world, one of many, but... 
Its history compared to the others is quite unique. Yobi raises her hand. The the one where the axe shield the shield's on it, you know? <laughs> yeah. She'll wait until the bee looks ready to take her hand question. Mm. She looks the the halfling looks over. Yes, young one? Is this a group test or is this a honor own thing going on? You will each get a single question. And I will base the questions off things that only you should know. The test is the same for everyone. And the general content is always the same. You just must answer truthfully or to the best of your abilities, I guess. And I can judge your answer. If your answers are inadequate to pass this test, she kind of points over to the side of where she is standing and um, the, the vines and stuff move out of the way and there's a pile of bleached bones and all kinds of different, all kinds of different creatures and you can see human bones and there's some dwarf bones and maybe some lizard bones. Many have failed this test. I just... I get... Hmm, a different feeling from you three. Callie's gonna, like, take a breath and, like, straighten her shoulders a little bit and walk forward toward this creature. I, I suppose she's a girl, but it doesn't feel like she's a girl, so it's just a creature. Um, and just... Find them. Give the test. The longer we wait, the further the corrupted one gets. You first. What is the name of the being who cursed you? Gonna like, kind of tense up a little bit. She doesn't like that question. That's a not fair question. That's a rude <laughs> question. <laughs> That's it. Just the one. Just the one question. The Scarlet Fox. I still think on this. And then she steps next to steps next to her and over to the side and looks gets as close to Zug as she can without having to like look directly up at him. Your question. What is the name hmm this is a trick question because I see something about you that is very interesting 
Well, I love that you're already gonna give me a trick question and you've already stated such. <laughs> well, all questions are trick questions if you don't know the answers. What is your true name? Kelly looks angry at this question, but she's not going to say anything. It's just a glare. Yeah, no, Kelly just glares glare. at the girl. <laughs> We're in a fae place. You don't ask someone for their true name. It's a good thing she's not a fae. Okay, but Nothing how many could be listening in? We're literally in their realm. I don't know. I'm just saying she just... Halfling girl gets glared at very darkly. It's like the rudest question you could ask someone here. Well, is it safe to ask you a question in return? Hmm. I suppose that is fair. Which name? Hmm. That is... And she actually looks amused at this question. <laughs> I shall think on this. And she moves to Yulby. She'll wave hello. Hello there, young one. How are you? Hmm. Pretty good. This has been a enlightening and fun day for me. I had someone try to corrupt me. Hmm. Which you cannot corrupt something that is one with chaos. This is not possible. Um, I have had some very good answers from questions that I have asked today. Your question. All right, I'm ready. This one, I think it's something that is going to, you know what, I'll just ask the question. Who was the man who gave you that coin? points at the, the lucky coin that Yulby carries around her neck. I think out of instinct, Yulby would just touch it. Mm -hmm. Kind of ponder it. Oh! Oh! You're going to touch the, the coin at this particular moment? Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me... Let's see. What is the role for this? Give me a history check with advantage. Good luck. Because this Yulby. is this is your lucky coin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at advantage, that's a twelve. A that's 12. pretty good for Yulby. He was fourteen on the dice. That's pretty good. 
<laughs> that is that is very good. Uh, it's more than enough. Uh, I will tell you this. The only thing you remember about that particular coin is for some reason the person who gave it to you refused to show you his face. I do remember that. Um, she'll ponder and she'll look at the little halfling child girl creature thing. Kind of like looks stumped. Like she's really thinking because she doesn't want to mess up this test. Um. Mm -hmm. I think he just thought he was a man trying to be helpful. Wish me luck on my journey to get out of the arena. Didn't tell me much about him. Helpful though. And she smiles. I think I like that answer the best. You'll be beans. She steps back to the fountain. Sits on the edge of the fountain. Well, you have all answered my questions in one form or another. There is no such thing as a wrong answer. There is just different views. And, and he, she, she looks at Callie. And, are you sure? Think about this. Are you sure that that Scarlet Fox is the one responsible for your curse. That isn't what you asked. Then I know what I asked. Just think about it. Are then she looks as a Your answer was a question in and of itself. Which means you know partially of your own truth. Partially is a good approximation of what I know. And as for you, yours, I think, is... Probably the closest answer to the truth. Callie scowls again. (laughs) (laughs) And she stands and smiles. I think the three of you, yes, your friend will most likely have to stay here as I fear he has 
and she kind of points back at Dizzy, who was forgotten about there for a minute, and he has fully passed out from fear. Just, just laying on the ground. I think your friend is um, not ready for what is to come. Friend is kind of a strong term. It's for the best. He could use the rest anyway. Can we pass? He did almost get eaten. I saw that. Yes. Please continue. Be wary. The one you seek is very very much full of hate. I'm leaving a space so you can cut that out if you need to, but hey, text, you cut out on that last word there. I have no idea what you said he was full of. Okay. Thank you. Hate. Okay. Back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> yes. But you are free to continue. I will have someone keep watch over your... He's... His hair is blue. Is he gnome or is he goblin? It's not as though we go around asking people their race. Though I'm pretty sure he may or may not have the ability to change colors. <laughs> thought he was a goblin. For all we know, we assumed goblin. But, like, he could be, like, half gnome, half goblin or something. Like, we don't know. A gloam? Mm. A gloam? A noblin? A noblin? That's bad. I don't like it. Put it back. I don't. I think we're gonna stick with the gloam. Um. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. Yulby is gonna gonna go over to Dizzy and take her blanket out of her pack and just put it on top of him, pat his head, and then uh, continue on forward. Uh, she'll she'll walk, and then when she gets to the last spot she was in, she'll like look at the creature, look at the way forward. And then take a f- hop forward again. And what do the other two do? Um. Well, well, I think Zug has a question for his uh, voice in his head. Yes. So Zug would ask without you know, speaking out loud, like, well, you think it's safe to move forward now? I think at this time, all of you will feel that this ominous energy has just completely vanished. There is no more overwhelming uh, chaos or corruption or any of that. It's just gone. Kelly is going to keep the scowl on her face, but no longer directed at this person. She just follows you'll be. Did his voice say it was okay to proceed? So, uh, you'll hear the voice, uh, that was scary, yes. Please get away from here. So yeah, Zog will, uh, hum a tune as he, uh, 
kind of continues walking along and um, they say to his voice that uh, kind of I speak to his voice just like well I mean you gotta love these ancient ruins right No. We <laughs> look back at the little halfling, and it's kind of like poking Dizzy with a stick she found on the ground. Oh. And Dizzy's just in a fear po coma. Po poking the belly <laughs> is the best part. <laughs> Meanwhile mischievous grin. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just gonna just kind of follow everybody out of the whatever this entryway is. Foyer. 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 Atrium. Uh-huh. Yep. And then you, you move forward past the fountain in the atrium. And you come across these two large double doors. And there are one of them is already open. And you see and, it, and a bunch of almost as if the decay or the, the corruption itself is taking over the grass and plants coming up out of the stones. Footsteps. That have been crystallized in the corruption. And then every now and then you'll see one of those those little lilies, those tiger lilies that have been appeared in these footsteps heading into the building. Gonna go ahead and pick those. Mm -hmm. Just stuff them in my bag. Oh yeah. And go ahead and roll me a d12. Roll a d12? Yep. Just as a note. Um, yes. You're cutting in and out for part of your words, like the beginning or end. So I'm wondering if your voice thing is trying to cut you out at some point. Give me a second, I might be able to fix that. Alright. We got a better connection now. No more. Um, no. The D twelve was a one. What? Mm-hmm. It was a one. <laughs> Alright. You collect as you pull through these and every time you go to pick one of these flowers it crumbles. You were able to successfully collect one solid flower. This does not help her sour mood in the least. It's fine. <laughs> Do you all step into the yeah. building? Sure. Yelby does. Kelly's following. My armor's still up, so. I think. I think Nobody Zug, after having, doing. after having some powerful entity of self-identified chaos, is probably gonna be more on guard for things to just show up. 
but yes, following like cautiously. Yobi will be carefree, just so everyone knows. I'm glad someone's having a good time. That's that's that's, that's fair. That's fair. And you step through the threshold into the building. You feel, as soon as you step inside, you feel all of your magics. All three of you, all of the magic any of you can wield feels stronger. Whew, I thought that was going to go the opposite direction. I was about to be real worried <laughs> as a sorcerer <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> and you begin to hear this lullaby. And it's a lullaby you've heard before. Maybe once or twice. Uh, for sure, back in at the beginning of your adventure together when you rescued all the children. You remember this lullaby. And it's the same one that you heard around that little sprouting rainbow tree. But this is slowly playing in your head. And as you move further and further into this room or into this building, it gets louder. You step through another archway into this large, open amphitheater. And around the room are five chairs. One in each cardinal location, north, south, east, and west, and then one in the center. And these chairs are massive. I'm talking... Let's see. I'm talking these things are probably, I don't know, 15, almost 20 stories high inside this room. Does that mean this room is also the equivalent of... uh, Would it be twice to three times that height? Yes. But it didn't look that way from the outside. Wibbly wobbly. <laughs> I think Yulby just stares at it, very perplexed. Because everything is really huge in comparison, right? Yes. She's like, that's going to be a real difficult game of musical chairs. <laughs> oh, I think worse than that would be the uh, person who has to clean the chairs. Unless they're big people. In this amphitheater, you all around this amphitheater in different spots, you'll actually see rows and pews of normal-sized chairs and benches throughout it. But in, on a pedestal next to the center chair is a faint glowing light. And it seems to be fading in to different colors. As if it's changing to every color of the rainbow very slowly. This is just on a whim. I don't know if it's actually going to accomplish anything, but can I open that weird egg thing I have? Okay. Go for it. I'm going to open the weird egg thing. I, I know what it's called. I just always forget. Hold on. It's called a fairy stone. 
and it has a sound that most people can't hear. And last mm -hmm. time I opened it, it gave me a clue as to how to get into the place. So this time I'm like, okay, maybe it'll help. I don't know. So as, as you open this thing, it begins to... All three of you, this is audible for all three of you. It begins to play that same melody that you're hearing from the center of this room. And it plays it. And the closer you the, the closer you point it towards that center pedestal, the brighter and louder this melody is. Can I look at it with my fancy rock mirror thing? Yes. I'm gonna head towards it still, but this is what I can do well, as I walk towards it. Would this register um, for Zug from what he was remembering from this place from the past life? We'll get okay. to that. Let's do the let's do the the mirror first, or the the, the magnifying glass. Okay. So as you take out your your magnifying glass or your your lens of truth here, and you look through it as you move towards this this light, and you see it's this basic shape. And you've recognized this shape, you've seen it before, and it's almost the shape of a large circular dice. Or die. Singular die. And it's it's angular, it's it's as as the as you look at the it with this with this lens, this thing seems to be radiating magic that slowly fills the room like sunshine. Interesting. Oh, you're also you're looking through you're looking through the monocle or the lens of truth, magnifying glass, whatever. Yeah. And you also notice, because you're looking through this, a spot near this light that is pitch black and void of any color. Which is very weird for this monocle. So when I look at it with my normal eyeball, what is there in the void spot? Give me a perception check. Pretty sure. And it's normal lighting. Do I, right? This is, he, this is just regular inside lighting. So you don't need you don't you don't get disadvantage. Oh, thank goodness. This is not sunlight. Sweet. That will be a twenty-one. Twenty-one. What you can see from this distance is a humanoid figure that looks relatively familiar. Is it that weird fairy thing that we fought? You can assume so, yes. A people! She points. <laughs> and Zug! Yes. My boy. Mm -hmm. Alright, give me a, let's see, go ahead and give me a wisdom save. A wisdom save? A wisdom save. 
That would be a uh, natural 20-25. Oh, very nice. So you get this this flash in your mind. And it's... At, and then it shows a memory. Typically these memories when they show up are kind of painful and intrusive. But this here is... It's like you're actually looking around the room as you're having this memory. And in the three of the chairs, of the five chairs, are full. And you see to the north a man wearing this uh, great, bright, brilliantly white uh, plate mail and fur armor. Which depictions of bears and... Uh, this man almost looks orcish in nature. And you see another directly opposite him as you're looking around is a small, um, small dwarven girl, female, raven black hair, wearing this this dark black, uh, almost almost the color of night, uh, embroidered in feathers and. All kinds of stuff like that, and she sits across. And at its center, there is a very bookish and uh, very solemn-looking, lithe, elven man. And they all look larger than life. And in front of this elven man, you see him using his hands to manipulate this light. You will know that this room, this amphitheater, was called the Council of the Ancients. The Council of the Ancients. What is this elven man doing as he manipulates this light? Like, what kind of effect is happening? Alright. So as, as this man is going over, he's like moving over this light, and it's as he, as he manipulates it, different things, like different colors, are being uh, passed to each of the other two in the chairs and it's like this one color goes to the man in the plate armor the other one goes to the feather feather robes and then you'll see a couple shoot off to either end of the empty chairs and as the more and more he manipulates it the less and less colors shine on this orb So he would want to remember, like the motions and things that he's using to manipulate this, because it sounds like we have something else to deal with in the meantime. Yep, yep. 
Right. Okay. Yobi has alerted y'all to the. Yeah, to when the she shouts level. and points, can I look over there in that direction? Do I see them with just my eyes? Because of your particular eyes, yes, you see them. <laughs> like, there's no Fancy. hiding from your eyes. <laughs> um, is it the person that I think it is? It is the person you think it is. Can I cast a spell? Zug, give me a perception check. Yes, please. Can you cast a spell? Uh, keep note, you are about maybe That's 90 okay. to That's okay. This one has a range of 150 feet. I do oh. I do not believe a seven will do me justice here. You just see like this this off off spot in the colors that doesn't look like it should be there. Okay. Um, yes, you can cast a spell. Beautiful. Um so I'm gonna go ahead and cast since this is the creature I think it is, and last time it escaped from my grasp, I'm not hesitating this time gonna cast um, that homebrew spell you and I worked on Radiant Fireball Ooh. at 4th level please Do it. <laughs> Do it. centered on this creature please please um, tell for those everyone. listening at home <laughs> essentially it's the same game mechanics as a fireball except it's radiant damage instead of fire damage that's, that's as a summary but um Callie's gonna summon this this flame but it's like a bright purple colored flame and then point over to the creature and there's a little streak of light you know kind of like when you see fireworks right there's a little streak of light that goes over there and hits it um and then mm -hmm. it explodes um let's see it the, the language in the in the text was it blossoms with a low roar into an explosion of bright purple flame. So that's that's what we're seeing, right? Just this bloom of bright yes. colored purple flame. Like um, a firework. Yeah, so just firework of purple fire. Let me... Uh, oh, yes. Let me... Go ahead and roll. Yes, you do that. Uh, no, that is a. Um. Yes, that oh, is a duck save. save. Oh. <laughs> I have to do a thing. I have to roll my damage and see if it failed or succeeded the deck save, but. Well, I can tell you right now that it failed the deck Beautiful. Save. It's going to take 39 points of radiant damage. Oof. 39. I think when this 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 light explodes on this this corrupted figure the, the corruption actually winces in pain and recedes from it. And you see for a split second someone who doesn't look like your friend. They look almost human. And then it fades to your friend's visage. And after a few moments, the corruption comes back and is back to what you know as Decker. 
weird, but okay. However, I'd like to please keep going. So can we? Uh, I don't know. Initiative or something. This. Yes. <laughs> I said, can we initiative or something? I get like <laughs> Callie doesn't want to stop. Like she wants to oh. charge in and start going, start attacking. Um, but I know that mechanically I should wait for my uh, my friends. So <laughs> you guys should get a turn. I will sit. The other effects of your radiant fireball is this this tune, this melody you were hearing is gone. It completely stops. And the light that's coming off of this orb in the center is looks almost as if it's been fractured. And instead of showing one color fading into another, it's showing multiple colors fading in and out at the same time. As much as I would love to care about that, Callie is very one-track-minded right now. She's chased and this thing literally across the entire world. It's not getting away again. I think this thing turns. No initiative yet. Don't worry about that yet. This thing turns and looks at the three of you and says, Ah! You've come. I was wondering when you would show up. Though I was hoping that that creature up front would slow you down even just a little bit. But I think it's time we did something about you three meddlers. And I will give you each well, Callie's already done her action I will give the other two each one action before we do anything else. So I have a nice BF action I could do. Okay. Um, I think for fun is mm -hmm. the, is he within 120 feet now that Zuck can hear him speak and can focus on him? Oh yes, about 100 feet, maybe 90 if you get. Okay, so I'd like for him to make a wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom saving throw. All right. As Zug is going to throw out a hypnotic pattern. Hypnotic pattern. Well, I can pretty much tell you if your save is above a ten, he can. <laughs> Sweet. Wisdom is not his strong suit. So, uh, <laughs> he now sees a twisting pattern of colors that weave through the air and dance around within a 30-foot cube. Um, it appears for a moment and vanishes. Each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom-saving throw. And on a failed save, they become charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, they are incapacitated and have a movement speed of zero. It ends if they are affected by damage or someone else seizes an action to shake them out of their stupor. And the duration is up to a minute concentration. Mm -hmm. right. Bamf! <laughs> I think what what happens is he turn when he turns to look at you he says just as he begins to speak this happens. 
he says his little his little monologue thing and he starts to like sway a little bit as if he's trying to like keep in tune with the the, the moving colors and shit he's seeing and he says this is a very a very neat trick but and he snaps his fingers and throughout the whole auditorium the snap echoes and that this magic fades come now you must have something more than mere parlor tricks and for some reason he still doesn't seem like he's trying to fight back just go up to him like just right up all up in his business sure I mean it's my turn so wait one second (laughs) he's just gonna continue on forward like yeah there's two squishy spellcasters doing their business he's not entirely sure what's going on axe in one hand after putting a little monocle magnifying glass whatever the heck it is away Shield on the other, mm-hmm. just gonna stroll up like she owns the place, you know? Very curious about the thing with the rave party going on. <laughs> Alright, um, you could say you get pretty close to this guy. Uh, you're in this, in this little time period, you're actually able to get probably within melee range of this guy. As as you get this close, and the closer you get, you 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 feel it's like this overwhelming power coming from your your from your magic, and it's just it's it it feels almost as if you're overflowing with magic. And give me. Let's see, what is a good save for this? Give me a constitution save. Constitution save. Constitution. (laughs) Nat 20 for 26. (laughs) Oh, very nice. (laughs) So it it starts to feel a little bit like like you're, uh, like like you're starting to get a little bit nauseous, but it just quickly fades away, and you just feel this overwhelming sense of power. And from for the next, maybe I'm gonna say two hours, while you're inside this light, you have a plus two to all of your spells. Your, like to hit modifiers, your saves, everything. Well, that's interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. It's magic. Yeah. He's just chill with her, just kind of strolling up to the magic rave party going on there. You don't sense any any kind of bloodlust or uh, anger or. Uh, 
any kind of ill will coming from this creature. It's very odd. She'll kind of do like the side eye look to it because she's obviously facing the weird magic party. Just yeah. be like, so what's your deal? Doesn't seem to notice you. Weird. Mm -hmm. She'll look back to the group like, this guy's rude. <laughs> Alright, now Callie's gonna approach. Yes. Gonna ignore a shiny light thing and walk right up to the dude and just try to just reach out and grab him. Like, grab his wrist or something. And you, you grab him. There is no resistance. He he begins to it, almost as if he's cooperating with you. Grab him. You, you know, I'm assuming you're going to uh, restrain him in some way. Well, she grabbed his wrist and he didn't do anything. And now she's very weirded out. So she's just watching. Very firm grip she's on this watching. wrist. But also like, All why right. aren't, why, what is happening? Um, you are within melee range of this man now too since you are now touching him give me a constitution save yes that is a 14 14 standing this close to this this light of pure magic you begin to feel nauseous and begins to hurt a little bit. Um, it's like you're you're. It, it almost feels like you've overcharged yourself, and now you feel like something is broken. And for the next two hours, you have a disadvantage. On all of your hit on on all of your spells to hit. Any two hit spell has disadvantage currently. What are you doing? Why aren't you fighting or fleeing? I can't. I can't fight back in this place. This place is beyond the scope of what I thought it was. So do what you will, because all of this has been for naught. And he's like leaned in real close and his eyes are big and he's smiling this eerie smile if you can't fight in this place then why aren't you leaving this place because what I want is still here and what's that 
pure chaos. I guess it's easier to show you. He go. He just his other free hand just kind of slowly sits down on top of this orb, and the light fades, and this dark black, almost pure magic darkness begins to come out of it, and you can physically see and hear his hand burning as he is touching this orb, and he pulls it away. And the magic and the light turns back to the way it was. Oh, 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 oh. Yulby wants to touch it now to see what happens. Yulby wants to touch it. Yeah. It turned all black all right. and gross when he touched it. You reach and touch it. Give me a constitution save. Uh, yeah, we'll try again. How does a 16 look? A 16. As you touch this thing, it hurts. Like a lot more than you have, a lot more pain than you have ever felt in your life. But for some reason, you can't seem to pull your hand away from it. And the light changes to this, this shifting of a color of yellow. It's just shifting from different shades of yellow. And... Uh, you're still holding your axe in your other hand, yep. correct? The stones on your axe begin to flash brightly. Like their their color is flashing, like like the brown stone, the green stone, and the orange stone. It's flashing. And it feels as if the this power fades, the pain fades, and you can pull your hand away. Yeah, she'll take her hand back and like shake it out like, what? <laughs> Your hand seems undamaged. What you want is unattainable. You failed. Might as well leave. Leave my friend and go back once you came. If I could leave your friend and go back from once I came, I would have already done it, silly girl. I came here for this. This, 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 this magic here. The ancients once called it the world seed. It is pure chaotic magic. And I can't We've established that. Because of of this stupid body I was trapped in. Are you speaking of the fae or of that human we saw? of the Fae. 
immortals are not allowed to touch the world seed. Seems a shame you decided to inhabit one. No choice of my own. I have been in this body for thousands of years. Trapped during that blasted calamity. Callie's going to look confused because this doesn't quite line up with the history that she remembers. <laughs> okay, next idea. Yobi's going to put her axe on her back and pick up uh -huh. the magical rave party. Give me a constitution save. Yeah. How's a 21? 21. So I think after putting the axe on your back and focusing a little bit, you're able to just ever so gently lift this thing up. And this thing's like the size of a soccer ball. And you just lift it up, and it feels as light as air. And nothing else happens. Oh, I feel like Yobi's just going to have it like raised above her head with a big old grin like ha <laughs> And then maybe run over to Zug since Callie's a little bit busy. Run over to Zug? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got the bright light. <laughs> this guy's having all the problem with it and now I have it. <laughs> First and foremost... Give me a deck save as you run. Uh, yeah, sure. Your hands are full and you're in armor, so I need a deck save. <laughs> 14? 14. Yeah, you're fine. You make it to Zug. She shows it to Zug. Did Zug die? No. Sun <laughs> was waiting for the uh, cause and word to act. Mm -hmm. That's fair. I mean, um, you'll be showing you a thing. Well, I know. Just letting, just saying. Um, yeah, Zug's gonna kind of look at Yobi and look at the orb, and uh, okay, he's gonna use the uh, the message cantrip so he doesn't uh, so he doesn't is not overheard by our dark corrupt fey guy friend mm -hmm. and he's going not to friends. say <laughs> yes <strongly laughs> uh, he's going to say to Yulby I might know something but I don't want to do it while he's in the room Seems very puzzled, <laughs> like trying to figure it out, and be like, "But why?" <laughs> I 
so it said the same thing again because it is a uh, at will cantrip uh, I'm afraid it would drop whatever protections that keeps him from interacting with it and I think it might be a way to fix or at least maybe start to fix some of the things in the world Just look at the orb. Then look back up at Zug. Like, how would this even fix it? It's a ball. <laughs> Apparently a seed. We should probably go outside and plant it. Uh, I would not remove it from this room. So, do it what you will. I cannot leave this room anymore. What do you mean by that? Uh, Kelly, give me a. Well, there's two checks here. I want you to do. I want you to do an Arcana check, and then an Investigation check or Perception, specifically on this person. Like, look at him. Okay, Arcana was a nat 20 for 21. You do not feel the corruption Perception from him at 12. all. 12. And they're looking at, at him for a couple minutes. You begin to realize why he cannot leave and why he hasn't been fighting back. His feet have begun to be rooted in place and something that Callie knows so I'm going to have you roll a history check to see if she remembers look nope she got her favorite number again four four <sighs> <Okay>. <laughs> can I Tell you what, since is this technically something I was gonna she say, knows, can I roll an advantage, advantage because it's Fey and like she's like sort of a Fey expert? <laughs> yes, that's what I was. But that's the reason I'm giving you an advantage because okay. it's Fey. Nineteen. This that is kind time. of important. <laughs> Nineteen. All right. You know, through your studies and from your talks with the Fey and your friends, that there is a, a, a phenomenon that the immortal races can go through willingly to be reborn as something new. Willingly giving their life spark will cause one of three things to grow where, they, where their life spark is sacrificed. A tree, a meadow, or a mountain, depending on the type of immortal. This is... Your friend was a fae, was a, was a fairy immortal. And so they grow when their life spark is willingly given for the rebirth. 
their physical body becomes a tree. And this person is now rooted in place and cannot move because they are changing. <laughs> if you've been inside them this whole time and you have failed your mission, why not just allow them control of their own body again? I would if this without being rude this being this creature hadn't already given its life to stop me there is um and I there's a good a sound like a growl and Callie will let go of his wrist and like clench her fists but he can continue to talk just giving you reactions and this this Decker he begins to this la this sad and maniacal and defeated laugh and he says ah if I I cannot pick up I could not draw from this world seed so I was going to destroy it and destroy everything but this this being stopped me it was able to wrestle control just long enough to give its life and those damn fey and their damn trees and takes a deep breath Soon, where I stand, there will be a new cherry blossom, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. Such a fate is a mercy compared to what you deserve. She'll just turn and walk away from him. Be warned, as you begin to walk away, be warned of what's coming. What I was trying to get out of here and get away from is far worse than any of the corruption I have ever created. <laughs> and he laughs as he slowly and surely begins to change and solidify into this tree. have a curious thing to do and try. Yes. Because I feel like I've done this before with Callie's friend. Uh -huh. um, but it's, it's the turn the faithless thing with all the corruption thing. I just want to see if Callie's friend can come back. Or if they're dead dead. 
I will tell you this so you don't have to waste this ability. I mean, Yulpi would do it regardless if you tell me or not. We'll do it regardless? Well, there, there's hope for sal saving or at least getting a moment with this dead friend. Right? Not that Yulpi understands that it's a dead friend, but like the being that was underneath it all, right? This is what she hopes and wants I'll for. i tell you what. Because you are Yulby. You are who you are. Do your spell, whatever it entails. And because of this, I want you to. Hmm, let's see. First, tell me what entails what what this spell entails again, because I. I gotta refresh your course on this. Uh, I'm not currently looking at your sheet. It's turn the faithless. Uh, so all she does is present her holy symbol, and each fae fiend or fiend uh, within 30 feet of you that can hear you must make a wisdom saving throw. And on a failure, the creature is turned for a minute or until it takes damage. All right. So because of this, I'm going to. And this, this, because you are holding, specifically holding this orb. I'm going to say you succeed. And for just a brief moment, just long enough for your friend to say her goodbyes. This this phase brought to the surface. And the visage of this tree changes and it no longer looks so eerily similar to Decker. It looks like Palov. And you hear them talk in your head. Kelly. I see you. You made it. Yeah, you know, she was walking away, so that's gonna make a quick turn back. Uh-huh. She'll move back to it like she hadn't gotten that far. Oh, yeah. You just hear a, a gentle laugh in your head. Oh, you were always late to every party, weren't you? She shakes her head a little bit. I'm just... I was... I was late here, too. I... I failed. No. There is... The only failure that was had was mine for losing control of this creature. The task my father gave me when the calamity was sealed away was to keep this one from What's the word mortals use from freedom? 
I guess. And if you recall, the task I was given was to ensure you succeed. I failed. I'm kind of like passively aggressively. Potatoes, potatoes. I don't think we were meant to succeed, honestly. <laughs> gonna grumble something kind of quietly to herself um there are some very unkind words in draconic about the gods it's fine <laughs> but then she's gonna hug this tree but it's weird to hug a tree that's talking to you but you know she doesn't care I mean, you hug yeah. the tree, it can't I know. move. It's, a, it's an awkward interaction, <laughs> but she felt the need to have a physical contact. I don't know what to tell you. But this... You do know that this being speaks truth. He was running scared. Fearful. Looking for a way out of this world. Because of what's coming. Oh, what's coming is. If it is what I think it is, I don't think leaving the world is going to save you. Palov, I. I miss you. I miss you so much and I do, but now is not the time for riddles. What is it you think it is? And how long do we have? And the you, you hear you hear in your mind this, this voice almost as if they begin to hum a little bit. Well, don't think how much time is relevant as to what kind of time you have left because there's I no longer feel my father's power It's not a good sign. Which means whatever it was that caused all of this, this, this ancient war, this heartbreak, this death, destruction, whatever started all this is free. After all of what's happened, after listening to this creature rave and rant and just 
fear. Run in fear of what, what it is that is coming. I don't think it can be stopped with just a few gods and immortals this time. <laughs> well, we already know I'm going to fail anyway, but I might as well try. choose to be reborn as a temporary seal to give you time and then all three of you hear this in your head as this this voice begins to fade you have I can give you six months you must prepare and grow and strengthen yourselves because you're going to need every asset you can get to fight what's coming. This calamity, your history books, your moral history books, say it only claimed the lives of one of the gods. But the thing is, it claimed the lives of two of the primordials. And it is far more powerful than everyone was led to believe. do what we can with the time, or at least I will. If there is anything I have learned over all of my years is that there is always hope. Seek out the gatekeeper. He can point you in the right direction. Who's the gatekeeper? And the voice fades. <laughs> well, gonna figure that out. Um. Yep. <laughs> she nods. <clears throat> gatekeeper. I will. Goodbye, old friend. You get this warm feeling and it slowly fades away as the tree in front of you blooms. And that is where we'll end. 
Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> That's a nice downer. Yeah. Oh, we still got one more for the night. <laughs> I'm sad. I guess I guess it comes down to the time to do our normal stuff and say our goodbyes on that note. Yeah. So, please do your things, my friend. I don't wanna. No. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, please take whatever uh, catcher of choice that uh, it is that you uh, like to use to listen and. Um, Rate us, review us, let us know how sad you are, or not sad, I guess, I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely want some you know, feedback from you, we want to know what you like, we want to make sure that we're giving you the best show that we can give, and uh, that's probably the most direct way to affect things, but there are other uh, methods. Uh, yeah, so we have a Discord that we hang out in. Um and we have that's where text posts the topic of the week we have places where you can just chat with people post pictures of your cats you know all that happy things you're gonna need after listening to this episode so hop on over and check us out the link is in the description below or i wouldn't mind it if you like complained about how sad you are to our social media accounts like fates rest at twitter instagram and facebook and, and just use that that at get your friends to know that uh, you made we made you feel real sad and all these other feelings. I hate goodbyes. This is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, I'll lead you leave you excuse me with the topic of the week. And this week, just to go with the general theme of what's going on. We all have one. We all have a character just built this way. I want to hear those tragic backstories. Those are always fun. I want to hear those. Mm. Everybody has one. I know. At least I one. A, I have friends who have multiple. I know a good tragic backstory <laughs> that I need to throw in there, but I gotta be careful what names I throw out because people might actually know who the character is. Well, now it's a game the, of uh, guess what character Silver's talking about. <laughs> yeah I'm not allowed to play that game I mean you I play in too many games with him I'm not allowed to play that game you you actually are not in a, you're not in the game with the character I will say that oh, okay that's surprising um, I do have a lot of characters so not really <laughs> I only have one with a tragic backstory but his life has been fulfilled, so it's fine. <laughs> Anyhows. <laughs> On that note, we love you. Bye. Yeah, I'm not saying Bye. goodbye a second time. You guys can just deal with it. <laughs> and Anti-Mark. Anti -mark. <laughs>